Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is Drifting Pro-Am, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez. And today we have on Joe Macasero. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, he's actually the announcer for the Drift League. And we he also works at McLeod Clutches. So we get into a little bit about him being an announcer, how that came to be, um, and sponsorships because I, I don't know if he deals with it directly like he's the one that actual like approves them or doesn't approve them um uh, but you know he kind of gives some input on what he sees coming in because he does see them uh and having a good proposal and uh so hopefully you guys learn something from it we also ramble on about other things uh, but enjoy the show thank you what's up man how you doing I'm good, man. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, just finished. Are you gonna tell me when we're on air? Uh, it's not. That's not how this works. But yes, we are. We are going. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, we are going. All right. Yeah. That sounds good. So what's up, dude? Uh, for people who don't know you, dude, not much, want, man. You want to introduce yourself, I'm sir? Sorry. Who you are and what you do? <laughs> I am a glorified nobody. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Joe Kim Maxero, aka people just call me Joe. Uh, I'm import sales from McLeod Racing, and I am a very amateur hour time attack driver, and I'm the announcer for the Drift League. So, uh, yeah, really stoked to be a part of the community, uh, nice. both drifting and all sorts of motorsports in Southern California. Yeah, are you driving or something? And the guest of drifting from. I'm not. No. I hear a whole bunch of like. Yeah, sounds like I hear some background noise. Ah, I'm outside because it is a nice day, but I can change that. Uh, yeah. no, it's it's fine. I don't listen to it. Okay. No. I'm just kidding. Uh, no. Um, you could just hear a little bit of background noise, <laughs> so it sounds like you're almost you're driving in a car or something with the windows up. So, how did you uh? Okay. How did that whole deal come about anyways for you to be the announcer for the Drift League, if you don't mind me asking? Not a problem, and it's cool. Literally, I just reached out to Rathina, and no, I think I reached out to Mike Kojima, and uh, just using the six degrees of separation, because I know he works with Dai Yoshihara, mm -hmm. sponsor Dai, and I'm just, you know, just trying to throw that in there, name drop when I can, be like, hey, so drift league thing do you guys need an announcer because i had just come from uh i was announcing the burnout box at Irwindale, oh, okay. which was a cool opportunity but it wasn't really you know it was more of like a controlled side show and that's not you know i'm not necessarily into that i'm more into the motorsports aspect not necessarily the showmanship aspect mm -hmm. uh, um, i was up, up to jared day hey you're cutting in the, and out a lot the excitement excitement that he creates or am I really? Okay. Yeah. Let me see if I can fix that. Let me make sure it's not my internet just to be on the safe side. You know what? Let me, uh... Hold on. Let me just mute you for a second here. Let me see if I can fix this. Any better? Way better. Way better. Okay. Fantastic. Let's do this. All right. Shall I continue? Go ahead. Okay, right on. 
Yeah, so I talked to uh, Mike. I think I just reached out to him via email, and he brought Ruthina on into the conversation, and I sent him some samples. And I've actually never really announced anything in those full-scale motorsports. I come from announcing radio-controlled car races for a number of years. Oh, nice. And so I just sent him those samples, and uh, I'm actually uh, – people actually – have given me a lot of positive feedback on the RC racing side of things. So I figured it, it should carry over and um, yeah, she liked the samples and they put me to work at round one last year and I got invited back. So I'm really stoked. Nice man. That's yeah. actually pretty cool. Uh, I didn't even know that that was an option. And then what do you, <laughs> do you, you don't happen to sit in like the same room that would like Jared DeAnda would sit in or something like that. Do you? Or, or Dude, it is? I, I uh, you know what? I think it's not, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I was but just curious. It's it's kind of like sitting in, uh, yeah, but it's in that area. I don't know. I, I still see it as like sitting in chick and seat at the at the forum type of thing. <laughs> right. So, you, the legendary. Uh, at least you guys get AC up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. So we that don't. Is true. We don't get it. We get the track side. You know, depending on how hot it is, could it be you know 120 in the car. It's nice. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have a cool suit, huh? I certainly do have a cool suit. Oh, you do? Yes. Does that help? Uh, tremendously. Oh, nice. You know, I've been hearing that the Fresh Air helmet too is just like the cherry on top. So that's literally. That's, yeah, that's something I want to get into. Dude, awesome! You should. How but, is your car running? Uh, well, you and I spoke a couple weeks ago, and I was telling you that my uh. Slave cylinder was leaking, so you told me since I have the the McLeod slave cylinder for the um, four speed trans. Yeah. Yep. I went and bought the kit. Uh, I put it in last night. Went to bleed it literally five minutes before I called you, and it leaks worse. So I did something wrong. Ah. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm interesting. Yeah. Now it's leaking from like outside, like where the center of the throwout bearing is, where it's not supposed to leak at all. <laughs> Where it wasn't leaking before, so we're gonna. I'm gonna have to pull the trans back out and see what I did wrong. That if you want to just roll it on over to us at the shop, and we'll take care of you. I'm definitely probably gonna have to do that. I'm hoping I'm gonna have to do it tonight then to pull it out because I just got offered to drive at the some what is it? It's an event by uh, Andy's Tires and Clutchmasters, the Not So Prom event on Sunday, and that's just oh, wow. yeah. So, and I was like, great, you know, I could finally test the car. It's a whole day of driving, so if I have any issues, I can you know tinker with the car instead of dealing with it. You know, round one or round two yeah. of drift of the drift league. So yeah. we'll see, we'll see. I hope that it works out because if not, it's gonna be. It's potentially gonna be a shit show. It, I've already I've been struggling with this thing, like all the plumbing. All the plumbing. Yeah, yeah, my brakes started leaking with like the stuff that they gave me to make like my to tee my lines off for my brake lines. Okay. That leaked, so I fixed that today, and then um, my my water pump started leaking. Oh no way! So I had to get a new one. It's it's been a struggle, man. <laughs> Dude. But, hey man, but you're not giving up, so that's number one. Props to you on that. I'm trying not to. <laughs> it, it'd be a lot easier if I did. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, you're good, man. We'll get it handled. So, uh, with the drift league, um, is there anything 
like when you're going to uh when you're doing your announcements did you watch like a lot of fd stuff or listen to like a lot of jared deanda stuff to like kind of get an idea maybe other dri- i don't you know you can't exactly watch you know d1 <laughs> they have a translator right. but it's not <laughs> yeah you know. right. it's not as effective yeah, yeah exactly absolutely for sure i think um yeah i think it's a no matter what it's a critical role as far as the event goes um you got to keep everybody informed and generate excitement um so yeah and like i said earlier i think jared does an amazing job at that so definitely uh watched a lot of uh, old live streams and picked up some of (laughs) some of his verbiage if any you know for for lack of better words um but just, you know, I kind of take a style and I think that's kind of like the, um, it, it's a good baseline. And so I take a pick off of that. And yeah, I, I definitely listen to him a lot. Um, unfortunately, I think I don't really know anybody else that's an announcer per se. So yeah. I don't have anybody else that I can, I can kind of go to. So it's kind of cool. It's like an interesting challenge, you know. Especially you know, you, for the sport we're in, there's, it's. It's kind of hard. Like, if you ever watch like FD Japan, they have a different announcer over there, and it's you know, yeah, it's all relative. Like, they all relatively do the same thing. Um, just kind of describing what's going on for people who don't know what drifting is. Yes, exactly. That's extremely important. Yeah, and uh, I have especially. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, especially at Irwindale. I mean, it's a, it's a facility that attracts, obviously, the the hardcore fan. Oh, like you know, the pro am fans, people that do follow it, but. Uh, now that it's on a weekend, it's something for, you know, a family of four or whatever can do. Yeah. So maybe the husband's into it or the boyfriend, girlfriend, and they bring their siblings or something. I don't know. So yeah, yeah definitely. Just it's creating a good fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. No, definitely. Exactly. And uh, do you, pl- you plan on sticking with it throughout the whole season, right? That's yeah, the- definitely. Okay. Definitely. Um, yeah, you know, I was uh, really excited to hear that uh, Rafina and everybody wanted me back this year because honestly, like, I wasn't sure how I did because, in, in truthfulness, I didn't really know much about pro am drifting. I knew that there was just drift and there was like stuff all around the United States and it's like, your licensing series. But, you know, truth be told, I didn't really know who the drivers were. I knew some, but, um, you know, so I had to learn on the fly. And I think, uh, I really enjoyed that, so it made me put a lot of passion into it last season. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I think I got some positive feedback from some of the drivers and I guess some of their crew members. And um, I think nothing went wrong except for me calling it uh, what was it, round one of uh, Just Drift. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, the opening round last season, mm-hmm. and it was funny. Like uh, Ian from Moto IQ. Like I, I've known him from a while back, and he called me out on it, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I did that." Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least they asked you to come back to the second one. Yes, exactly, and so. it's been uh, all good since. Nice, that's funny. I did not hear that. Well, then again, I was out on the track, so. Yeah, that was the one he qualified for, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the first one. Yeah, With... I was busy about to call your name by luck. To, uh... Because you were, were you number 16? Yeah, I, was, I qualified. Okay. Yeah, so you were the first person. I literally said, you know, welcome everybody to the first round of uh, Just Drift or something. And then off to driver <laughs> introductions. So, yeah. Oh, that's. It was definitely very interesting. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't know that. Um, 
Wh- where, uh, and you work at McLeod, right? And you said you do their import, but you're specifically the sales for imports, right? Yes. So I basically, so obviously we're not known for the import segment and that's, that's been the struggle. So we've been around since 71, just real quick, um, history. I, I tend to like do this every time I'm talking to somebody. So we've been around since 1971 and, you know, we have roots in pro stock, drag racing, drag racing, V8s. If you have a Mustang, Camaro, whatever, you know, we're, we're like that go-to clutch company, just like the import world or the Hondas, Acuras, the S13s, they have their go-to, uh, clutch companies and, McLeod isn't necessarily that on the import side of things. Yeah. So they established the line uh, about, I would say, four years ago. I came on 2016, and basically, like, here's your, <laughs> here's your thing, make it happen. And so, yeah, it's been definitely a, an uphill battle for the last three years. But um, you know, we do sponsor uh, Daijiro Yoshihara. He's one of our premier drivers on the import side. So having a brand ambassador like him definitely helps. It's just also coming down to the grassroots level and letting people know, Hey, you know, we make KA clutches, we make SR20 clutches, you know, yeah, we're not just uh, an LS swap company. So gotcha. Take a and, look. And then I do have a question for that. Cause since die is, uh, he's obviously well known for having an LS in his car. How does that mm-hmm. kind of work out? Or is it just the fact that he is in a, um, an import car, regardless of engine package, that you guys still do support imports? Yeah, so that is actually the uh, that is the marketing thing that I've been learning on the fly. I was like, alright, how do I incorporate this? Because all it says on his car is McLeod, and it's not necessarily the coolest logo in a sense, to where it makes you want to like, hey, what's McLeod? Let's Google it. Because it doesn't say what it is underneath it. It doesn't you know? say McLeod Clutch. No, right. It just says McLeod. And you see this like clover, people call it, even though it's a club. And it's like, "Eh, what is that? You know? So mm, he's just a great person. And the owner of the company has a great relationship with him. He won the title in 2011 using our product. And so we've just, we've just partnered up with him. Gotcha. Uh, How we use it on the import side of things. I mean, we just pump them as much as I can on the tuner series, which is our import line. But I we we want to start doing things this year to where it's like, hey, die comes out on a you know a grassroots time attack event and drives my car, and it's just like, hey, you know, die is basically just this really talented average Joe just driving this McLeod equipped Civic out there just having fun with everybody. Yeah, I don't know things like that. You know, we're just we're just trying to get them back down to the grassroots level uh, as far as competition. Well, not competition, but uh, just driving. Just driving so that people can associate like, okay, this, this company with a club logo, what, what are they? But they have die, bring it together. Oh, it's cool. This, this company is a clutch company and they make clutches for, you know, my FA20 BRZ or they have clutches for an LS swap BMW or CTSV or even down to my Honda, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. My CTS is going to need a clutch eventually. It's, we uh, had this conversation, my friend. Hey, you tell me when you're ready. It's you know those things aren't cheap, man. Uh, and pulling that thing out is such a pain. It's like it has to completely blow for me to get it out. Seriously, I mean, you're you're gonna be there already. You're taking out the throttle bearing. I know, I know, dude. It's so. I'm I'm gonna try to do it tonight. 
My only problem is, is uh, I like to use power tools because I'm lazy. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. And uh, no, because my neighbors, so it's a little late. So my neighbors will, they'll call oh, the cops. Oh, really? Yeah they've, called no the, yeah, they've called the cops on me before, like at 8 o'clock. But then again, I was grinding something. So that's, you know, that's a bit excessive. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that has happened. That's a uh, but yeah, I'm probably going to have to pull that thing out and bring it over to you guys. I just got to figure out how I'm going to get it there on Friday. I think I'm going to have to take Friday off, unfortunately. Is it really unfortunately? Uh, yeah, because that's a payday, man. That's true. Well, that's true. I can call him sick. There you go. I barely use my sick days, so. Hey, stop being a workaholic. Take a sick day. I know, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, just to kind of, I wanted to touch base with you on something else. And uh, just because you work for such a large company, um, the differences between like sponsorship and partnership and, you know, what the differences are to you guys as mm-hmm. a brand. And, Definitely. And also to kind of touch base on what you guys expect from people. Um, yeah. Oh, and, that's awesome. It's a very... Uh, from your drivers or, you know, people just trying to work with you. Like, what are you guys looking for? Um, absolutely. And so, it's, it's just something so people can take away. Like, not necessarily... I'm not telling everybody to go send McLeod your driver proposal. Don't do that. Or, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying not to do it, but I'm not saying to do it either. Uh, but yeah, just no, what are you guys exactly looking for? For sure. So... As I mentioned, we have this import line that's still kind of in its infancy. Are you watching so, a racing video? I am watching a racing video, yes. Damn, I, this <laughs> thing picks up really easily. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> okay. Well, I turned that down. Now, um, let's see. I'm watching drifting. I'm addicted, right? This is a <laughs> eat-sleep race. All right. Um, so, yeah, so with our import line in, in its infancy, what is critical for us is that we need to push this line and what i think the most mainstream sport right now in the import segment if we can still call it that and say sport compact or whatever is drifting no matter no matter what um drag racing is huge east of the mississippi um so that's the honda Acura, the you know that crowd and then the rotary crowd as well mm-hmm. but uh for the most part let's cater to the drifting here so uh a yeah, this is a great topic. I think uh, I think this is a topic that every guest should touch on. It's very critical that you actually. It's like a, it's a job resume, basically. You have to have an objective. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's where it starts. You know, I'm X and X driver. I plan on doing this for your company, and I know it's going to sound like I don't know, almost too resume-ish. Like this is what I want to do, but you got to tell us, like. You know, in exchange for what you're asking for, what can we expect out of you? Um, and I think it starts with presentation for one. Um, sending us a word or sending in a word file or a word document that hasn't been uh, converted to PDF right off the bat. You know, that doesn't sh- that's not very professional. Okay. So professionalism is extremely important. If you're just going to do that at the very minimum, I would at least hope that you do uh, convert to a PDF. So that way, you know, um, it's always a little bit annoying when you get a proposal and it opens up, with this, you know, your Microsoft Word. Yeah. Um, so uh, in all honesty, I think 
from what I've seen, a sponsorship deck that is like a, oh, what is that, PowerPoint that has been converted to a PDF. Those are really excellent. Um, one that shows a lot of photos, shows demographics, um, metrics, you know, how many followers you have, how many followers does the series that you compete in have, what media outlets cover the series that you compete in, and how many followers do they have. Seriously, like, as much information as you can give, like, there's no such thing as overkill, in my opinion. Mm. Um, I think you need to... I mean, you basically got to work for it. And I think providing as much information as possible, including these metrics, because it, it's going to be an investment on the company's side of thing. And, uh, you know, if what we think is just going to be an exchange for, say, we give Gerald a clutch and we get a, you know, a 12 by 5 decal on the side of his car. Sick. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that, that, that goes a long way in the days of old, maybe. You know, during the magazine days. But what's your reach? Yeah, exactly. What is your reach? What can you, what new people, new followers can we attract? What new hashtags can we now infiltrate into? Mm -hmm. You know, when you're searching hashtags, like I'm a big hashtag searcher. And that's how I find a lot of information. That's how I find a lot of dirt. Really? You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Dude, it's just, and it's cool. Like hashtagging doggos, you know, just off topic. You yeah. see all these cool doggo memes. So and I think it's the same for drifting, hashtag drifting. You just see all this like cool stuff. And yeah, so, um, you know, when you are, I almost seem like going on a tangent here in my head. Uh, it's just a topic that I'm very passionate about because in the RC industry, I was a team manager. So I would get uh, sponsorship proposals as part of my job. That was like daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um and it's unfortunately not too far off into the into the automotive world. Um, I think now with how advanced technology is, I think people should not just be sending in one page PDFs with race results, you know, what their handles are on social media and what they want and what they plan on doing. Um, a lot of so there's this company, Factory 83. I'm sure you're familiar with them. Yes. Uh, Ian. Man, he makes some killer sponsorship proposals. So if my suggestion is if you are not personally capable of doing something, um, maybe that advance on like a, on a, a PowerPoint, mm-hmm. there are people out there that do it for you. Do it. Yeah, they'll do it for you. And it may come at a cost, but I mean, that's one cost that will help you, you know, reach your goals with sponsorship. Yeah, so, some people have a tendency to forget that. Yeah, exactly. It, it's an investment in yourself. And, uh, you know, it'll like, definitely pay off. Like actually. in the long run, they're like, oh, well, I can't afford to spend, you know, let's just say it's 500 bucks to pay somebody to make you like a legitimate driver proposal, you know, but you still got to get them all this information. They're going to put it together for you. Yeah, exactly. Um, like the way that some of these guys do with the charts, like it's almost like NASA. It's like we're almost like a, a Fortune 500 company getting a NASCAR proposal from a team, you know? Yeah, that's what we want to see. Exactly. That's what people want to see. It's like, holy crap! Like, it's like you're sending in a proposal to Monster, and you're like a legit Monster athlete, you know, reaching out to that crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I think the debate for professional drifting is that they want to take it to the next level and establish 
I, I don't know. I guess the NASCAR thing is probably a bad example, but maybe they want to take the sport to the next level. And I think for pro-am drivers and um, stuff like that, I think we also got to think to the next level. Like we, we, we actually got to look the part, I guess, is the way to say it. Yeah. So look the part, be the part, um, make a kick-ass sponsorship proposal. Just go overkill on it. You know, what's there to lose? You, you, you're either going to shoot yourself in the foot if you don't provide enough or not enough information, or if you throw the kitchen sink at the proposal and show your passion, photos, all that data, eh, I think it'll take you further. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I have a question. So I feel like there's going to be some people out there who don't want as much information. Like they don't want to go through a whole bunch of that stuff. Not you. Um, <laughs> right. That's true too, right? Okay. So yeah. Would would you think it would be a good idea or a bad idea to possibly send like here's this PDF file is brief has this information the second one has everything in detail um, would you think that would be a good idea or is that just like no you should just either send one or the other and hope you get hope you send them the right one that they want uh I mean you could always you could always do that first option and then if if that company is really interested, they can reach out for more information. But man, just imagine how much extra work that is for that company to want to reach out mm-hmm. and ask for more information. That's what I was thinking too. You know, where this is like an instant forward mm-hmm. internally for this company. You know, get this badass proposal, boom, instant forward to the marketing department, to, you know, everybody else internally in the office. They get a look at this whole big deal and they're like, oh, wow, this guy's legit or this girl's legit. Let's, let's throw him this. Yeah. So, you know, it's a gamble no matter what, but uh, that's why I'm all in favor of as much information as possible. Okay. And then, so, and there was a, another question recently that I, it was uh, something I read on Nick Swan's story. He, he spoke about um, sponsorships and, and partnerships mm-hmm. and knowing the difference between them and kind of, um, uh, how do I read it? I can't remember because I, I didn't screenshot it. I wish I did. Um, and how to like approach sponsors and knowing what you're asking for. In yeah. The correct manner. So, right. And I think for this, this one's like pretty tricky. And I know, like, I, I kind of know Swan just a little bit from like meeting with Dirk and everything. Yeah. And, and I like what they have going on. Like, I think he. With what Nick does with Dirk as a collective, I think they do an amazing job as a, a team that seeks partnerships. And I think, um, actually, I think what I'm about to say is probably stuff that I've learned from them um, and just seeing what they do from as an outsider perspective. And we actually sponsor Dirk or okay. partner with Dirk as far as clutches go. So uh, Dirk runs a, or his family has a dealership, Stratton Chevrolet. That's on the side of the car. And let's say on a ground level, we can be a partner there because we manufacture LS clutches and they as a dealership can, um, you know, if, they can, if they're interested, they can end up working out a dealer agreement with us and they can be a vendor for McLeod clutches. Mm-hmm. So I think on that end, what a partnership entails is we would like this product from you, but we will help you, the, the company, get into this avenue, get into this dealer. So 
Um, say we sell clutches, <laughs> bad example again. So, you know, this driver wants to partner up with us. And so he can help us get with his contacts, maybe get us into like a summit, which we're already in, but let's just say for in general, mm-hmm. you know, if we're having a difficult time getting our clutches or our product into a shop and this, this, this driver has a connection with them, then I think a partnership would help in a sense that we would give him product or support him with product and maybe some money. And then he would help broker these deals. Okay. That's how I see a partnership, I feel, because they're not just going back to the 12-inch by 5-inch decal on the side of the car, free product, pump you on social media. I think that's more of a sponsorship thing now because okay. you you're you getting endorsed by this company to push just on that level. Now, for a partnership, you are, you are literally being a broker to getting this company out to various outlets, whether it be connecting with a media outlet, connecting with a, a shop that sells parts or connecting with, you know, anything. It, the sky's the limit at that point. And if it becomes a very successful partnership, then, you know, just imagine the the ceiling, you know, it could start off with just giving this driver parts. And, you know, we see that he's a very beneficial partner for us. It can end up being a salary. So, yeah, I think that's what I, that's in my opinion, that's what my, uh, difference between a partnership and a sponsorship is. Hmm. Okay. I can see that now. Now, now that it was explained a little better. Um, Why? Thank you. That, <laughs> but but your explanation may be completely different from you know yeah, somebody exactly. else's and their opinion. Exactly. You know, and their opinion on what uh, yeah. it is. But and Swan has way more years in this business than I do. I'm. I would imagine so. So, but yeah. you know, but that's I'm, a start I'm, to to learn. It is. We all got to learn to start somewhere. And man, I, I take all, I unfortunately take this way too seriously, this whole industry and this this job of mine. (laughs) I don't know. Definitely. I don't know if I could ever work in the uh, automotive industry. (laughs) I know. I've I've seen your, your, uh, your posts about it. It's, it's definitely, has its pluses and negatives, man. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I'd be able to have the same passion for it when I got home, personally. I trust me, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think that a lot of people do share that same sentiment in this industry. It's like when I get home, it's like now nah, I don't even have the energy to work on my own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's kind of how it was for me in the radio control car industry. You, know, you spend eight to ten hours in the office, you come home, and in our in that industry, there are races almost damn near every night at a track here locally in Southern California. But oh wow! Yeah, it, it's such a you're just so burnt out, you know, coming home. I, That's something you don't I don't even race. know of. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah. no, I uh, I remember like there's there's a what is it? I think it's Hobby Lobby in Upland. <laughs> yeah, I think they catered more towards like arts and crafts, and uh, there was Hobby People back in the day that would have races in the parking lot during the weekends and then there's like pegasus hobbies in montclair they have a track outside but yeah and rc's everywhere <laughs> at night so yeah yeah but um yeah and then sure. if you want for the people who do want to know or are interested um what do, what do you drive in uh what's done time attack yeah oh okay well yeah if anybody's interested in knowing i drive a 95 honda civic 
in a series called VTech Club, which is uh, one of the two main Honda, all Honda time attack series in Southern California. I just also recently competed in the other series, which is called HFF Challenge. Um, so yeah, this is a, fortunately for some, it is a hell of a lot easier to get into than drifting and it's a million times cheaper. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But um, yeah, it's basically my car is set up extremely um, basic. It has coilovers, it has tires, it has a clutch. Now it has an engine swap out of, that was really cheap. It was like 300 bucks. And really? that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. B20Z out of a freaking CRV cost me 200 bucks. Trans cost me 100. Boom. That's it. And it's, is it competitive? Eh, well, you know, I'm still learning how to do this time attack stuff. I came from drag racing. So, oh, really? my, oh, okay. my, <laughs> yeah, I, I love import drag racing since I was a kid. So, you know, growing up, that's what I wanted to do. So, I don't know. I never really got into time attack until recently just because that's where the market is. And here in Southern California, and as an opportunity to promote the line, that's kind of what attracted me to go time attack racing. And it's been fun. Um, but man, these guys that have been doing it for a while, they're, they're pretty fast. But I mean, luckily, we're not way, our times aren't too far off the pace. I mean, they're off pace, but it's okay. It's a fun thing. Um, yeah, time attack's fun. Drive a Civic, all Honda series, uh, pretty basic car. Other than the wrap, I mean, really, it's... You didn't I have a cage even, in it, right? I didn't for the longest time. Now I just have a roll bar, which... Better than nothing. Better than nothing. And I run stock brakes, just so everybody knows. Stock rear drums. Um, front pads and rotors were, I think, 30 bucks total. And I honestly think the brake fluid is original from 95. But I'm out there sending it, having fun, and just... Showing everybody that you can go out there with literally nothing done to your car. It's just the wrap does a lot for it. It Eat. makes it look faster than it is. <laughs> yeah, I can I can see that. It's like yeah, that guy's got money, right? Because you go up to the usually car. that's the last thing you do is kind of focus on aesthetics. Um, yeah, aesthetics definitely. Definitely, yeah, for sure. But. um yeah, it, unfor- you know, fortunately that came with the with the job perk, so I'm not gonna turn down a free wrap. Yeah, and then that's the car you've had since you were like in high school or something like that, right? Yes, that is the first car. I it belonged to my brother-in-law, which I I met him in '99. You know, he started dating my sister. I go outside, and I see this lowered Honda with at that time a body kit. I'm like, oh my god, I need to have this car. Fast forward a few years later, he's like, dude, I'm not going to drive this thing. You're a few years away from getting your license. Park it in the backyard. When you get your license, it's yours. Dude, here we are. Nice. Turning, yeah, turning 31 this year, still driving this thing. And, uh, yeah, definitely means a lot to me. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a car long enough, and I crash a lot, unfortunately. I, I see that, man. Yeah, That's I've, a bummer. I've wrecked a lot of cars. Hey, did you see that uh, Rick from RTS is selling two two shells for like 800 bucks or something like that? Yeah, stripped. And then people are like, $800 for a stripped car. And I was like, huh, those people have ne- must have never stripped a car because it's a pain in the ass. Right. It's worth every penny. if he was local and you didn't have your caddy, 
would that have benefited you in any way to transfer your stuff over or would that still have been an enormous undertaking no no, no that would have been way better because uh just kind of stripping everything like um getting all of the um the sound editing material out is that's a pain dude it's there's so much in a bmw it's ridiculous um actually weirdly enough the cadillac doesn't have any really yeah it, they have styrofoam Whoa. all over the floor so there's like when you pull the carpet out there's like a big there's like big sheets of styrofoam so that's your sound and you just pull those out there's like one piece um on top of the trans tunnel underneath the dash and it looks like more of like a heat shield but that thing pops right out I mean, it's wow. just, it's only like a, I'd probably say like a, a 10 by six inch piece. No way. Yeah. And that's it. Cause there's a, a lot of people, um, when they get the Cadillacs, still like a lot of other people who build them, they'll put like dynamat in them. Oh, okay. So, okay. because there is no sound in it, but <laughs> they're not, they're not really loud to begin with. The, the carpet's like six inches thick. I'm being sarcastic, you know, but right, but it's yeah, it's thick. Yeah, very. Gotcha. Uh, I thought the BMW one was, and then like I have a, I have a spare uh, shell now. Oh, okay. Cadillac, and then I went and looked at the carpet. I never really paid attention before. I was like, you know, this, this is like it's probably like two and a half inches of just like foam. Oh. So it's pretty heavy. I'm knocking on wood right now that you don't have to use a spare shell this season. <laughs> right I, I i wouldn't if if i had to i just i would just um i would have Be to back out uh, full-time podcast guy no i'd have to back out of the of, for the rest of the season yeah i hope not it's supposed to, i was looking at the the forecast for round two and saying that it might rain oh really yeah unfortunately and then they have that layout that they put together yeah it's not it's not gonna favor rain not with the wall yeah, I saw your comment. Uh, I you thought said it was, that was going to be interesting. Huh? I was like, no, I you, no, I thought it was dumb. <laughs> I was like, this, <laughs> I was like, I don't hate you, but I don't agree with this idea. <laughs> so, I was what like, is it that you don't like about it? Is it is it? It's, the, you know what it is. It's um. So, I don't know. They didn't like kind of put where the start line was going to be, where you have to initiate by. But for anybody who's seeing the the drift league layout, um you're kind of like halfway like on the blue line that you're halfway through the big bank. Now, I don't know if we're speeding up into that and then, um, initiating or if we're starting right there and then have to initiate, um, into the first current into the first left turn, like, uh, Atlanta actually does. Um, but here's the thing. So when you're driving, you, they want us to go full throttle through a chicane, that's going to push us up towards the wall on a bank. It's just kind of weird to me. So I was just like, all right, well, let's see how they do it. And if it looks, if it gets like, if I'm real uncomfortable doing it, I'll just put my car on the trailer and be done for the day. Are you talking about the chicane that is going into like the proverbial uh, horseshoe? No, no, the chicane out of the, when you come out of the chicane um, at the start line. Oh, start. Okay. All right, I'm looking at the layout right now. Got it. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, and I think, and I was trying to play with it on uh, FR Legends. And I that, saw. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't do very well. But like, um, just the way it's kind of it's kind of set up, it's it seems 
it seems like it just may not work as well as I think it will. Um, I hope it does. Yeah. Because it does look like a fun layout, but I just think the way Irwindell is set up, I just don't think you can really, uh, you can really get that. So gotcha. That's that's my opinion on it. You know, not everyone's gonna agree with it. But and they're yeah. wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but that's just my opinion. I was just like, no, I don't like it. So, but there will be tracks like that. So, no, no, yeah. I'm not worried about the track. I just thought it was just a weird layout for this track. Like, oh yeah, like questionable. I was like, all right, we'll see. Like, it does look cool. Don't get me wrong, very cool. But I just think it doesn't seem. Uh, it just yeah. doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, then gotcha. again, I'm also just bitching because I'm coming off of uh, what an eight-month hiatus of not driving and jumping into a car that I've never driven before. So, man, that does not sound like a party at all. Uh-uh. But... It's not. It's not. I may not be driving, man. If this clutch, the slave cylinder deal doesn't work, you know? uh, I'm so I was put so it on us like that, huh? That's fine. I know. Yeah, we'll we'll get you squared away, man. Yeah, Don't worry about it. I have to bring it in. Our products are good, people. Just, just oh no 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 no. <laughs> I'm just lying. No, it, yeah. I had no actually. Um, I stumbled across that on eBay when I was building my BMW. Oh really? Some guy bought it and he bought the wrong one, and it was brand new in the box. There wasn't a scratch on it, nice. and I got it for uh, nearly half the price. Oh awesome! So I was like, I think I'm just gonna get this and take my chance. And it worked. Yeah. It worked great. And then actually, I had it in the car, and I had bled the clutch. And then like two weeks later, it just started leaking. Ah. I was like, damn. And then I had just to a... I had to take it apart and mess with it. And I think I messed it up. Quick note on that, just so everybody else also knows, if they ever decide to run a throbbing, make sure you're using dot three non synthetic fluid. Yeah. No synthetic. Yeah. No. Okay. So, okay. Okay. I didn't know that. That's good to know. No silicone and non-synthetic. Yep, Just. I'm not. I, I'm not using non-synthetic, nor am I using dot three. Gotcha. Okay. So, well, uh, bring it on. I'm gonna. Is that the reason why? I don't remember what I ran on the. No, I ran dot four on the last one. I think. It's tricky. Usually, the cheap stuff is the best stuff that you can buy at Walmart. Damn. That cheap old dot three man, the Prestone. Yeah, yeah, that's what's exactly. on the rest of the car. <laughs> Damn. No. Okay, good to know. Shit. Okay, I'll try that too. I think yeah, I'm gonna we'll pull. You. I'm gonna pull it out and see if I see if I like did anything wrong. Yeah, the roll pins can be tricky, if anything. Uh, but, I uh... pressed them in the same place they were at. Okay. But we'll see. You guys are located in where? We're in Anaheim, so right off the 91 Lakeview. Okay, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to find you guys because it's not going to be easy because I'm working in DeWardy right now. Ugh. Yeah, it's going to be a little cruise. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. I might take Friday off. Okay. And hang out while it, if you guys, do you guys do them on the spot or not really? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll do yours on the spot. I feel special. You should be. And then uh, there's something else I want to talk about. You had, it was with sponsorships and you had made mention of this before of people sending in and asking for sponsor 
sponsorships and not mm-hmm. even spelling the word sponsor correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was my little joke that uh it does that happen a lot? Uh luckily not a lot, but it does happen. And I can't even fault I don't think um autocorrect is even to blame because there's no way that autocorrect would ever autocorrect that word to be spelled incorrectly, I feel. So yeah, you know, S P O N C E R or S P O N S E R and I am by no means trying to talk crap on anybody that's ever sent in this proposal that spelled it wrong. It's just a PSA. Please do your best to, uh, spell hit, check. Yeah. Hit spell check. You know, you're doing yourself a favor and you're doing, you're doing everybody a favor by just doing that. So, uh, and Hey, I get it. No one's perfect. And I am by no means perfect whatsoever. I'm just no, looking no, out for everybody out there. It's no, I, <laughs> I get it though. I'm like, yeah. I'm like a stickler for, um, for grammar. grammar and yeah, yeah for sure for sure yeah, like, it's just you know you you take for those who did uh you know you take english in in every grade one through twelve there's no reason you should not know it there you go exactly um so just remember everybody s-p-o-n s-o-r <laughs> yeah <laughs> good that is yeah. it so that's this it's it's not hard and then uh not <laughs> to mention uh this is like a digital age and everybody is on the internet and typing all day, every day, all day, every day. And Absolutely. You think you would catch on, like, oh, that's how that's spelled. Yeah, exactly. And make sure the company that you're proposing this is spelled correctly. And yeah, that's it. Have that's you guys got McLeod? L O U D. I yeah, we have, but I think I'll give that one to autocorrect or spell check. Because, but yeah. I think M C L E O D is more of an unconventional word way of spelling mcleod so but yeah that's happened (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's funny but it's Uh, all good and then so when you guys get stuff into people will will people just ask you like hey i want to clutch or do they are they like specific like hey we're looking at this part number uh such and such yeah a lot of the times they are pretty specific which is good because that at least makes us know that they have done some research on the product so that's another tip I think for everybody. And I think it's a given, but you know, you want to at least, yeah, for some people just, just make it seem like you're a little bit, you're more aware of the product line, its features and benefits. You know, if you're just simply asking us for a free clutch and then you're doing the same proposal to like ACT or Exity or somebody, that's a bummer. You want, if you're really wanting to partner up with a, a company or get sponsored by a company, Hey, first thing you need to know, features and benefits. What makes our MagForce better than X's clutch company's, you know, clutch that's that's used in all the drift cars? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you like that. Brody Goble and Brandon Schmidt runs our product, and they talk good things about our product. And, you know, Brody's car handles a 1,000 horsepower on a twin disc. Cool. So, okay, now we know so that like, you I like know. Clover. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. So let me get a free shirt, too, while. Yeah. So I can rep your clover, right? Yeah. So, you know, knowing who we sponsor, knowing who's on the team, uh-huh. knowing who could potentially be your teammates, knowing the positives and benefits to the product definitely makes us, you know, that gives us a red flag. Like, oh, like a positive red flag. Like, hey, cool. This guy pays attention. This guy knows what's up. Yeah. You know, well, let's look a little bit more into his program. Whereas if you're just like, yeah, you know, I'd like a, a clutch for an LS. Mm-hmm. 500 horse, blah, blah, blah. 
now we got to do some more digging. We got to ask more questions. You know, it's not like we don't have time for you. We, we definitely have time for everybody, but... That's something you should know right off the bat. You shouldn't be giving as much information to, as stated exactly. before. Yeah, because then, hey, if you throw out a part number and or a suggestion and, and it might not be the best, that gives us an opportunity to educate you. And, you know, when it and that, that comes into a conversation, we get to, you know, talk to you over the phone or communicate via email. And, you know, if you're giving us positive responses and feedback and, you know, we enjoy talking to you, then, hey, you know, that definitely can create a really good relationship right there. So. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Hang on. Oh. I like this topic. So do I. It, I guess it, the, whole, I the whole reason I created this podcast is so I can just, you know, improve my program, not anybody else's. Just don't tell <laughs> no one. That, no. Yes, uh, selfish bastard. No, it's hey, cool, man. That's someone's cool. gotta be. Um, with the uh, with the announcing, do you see it going anywhere else? Would you like it to go anywhere else? If so, where? Oh, I, yeah, I'd absolutely love for it to go anywhere else. Um, I would like. I, I honestly like. I ah, it's so weird saying, but I love being in front of a camera. I think that's where I feel most useful. Really? <laughs> Sadly, yeah. Oh, oh okay. yeah, absolutely. I, so I like, would hate it. Do you really? Oh God, it's, just, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> what are you gonna do when you make it to FB, man? And you get interviewed for that number thirty-two qualifying spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's. We'll see. Right? You gonna call Matt Vanderkirk? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. I'll probably just stumble all over my words. It's you know, it's like kind of the way I see it is like being in an interview when you're nervous about a job you really want. Yeah. And you right. kind of like just stumble, like they ask you question, like. What's your, uh, like, what's your, what's, what's your, your age? What's, what's your biggest weakness or something like that? And it's like answering yeah. that question. That's it. Like, you just, right. <laughs> it's that question, <laughs> you know, oh, for sure. and it's, uh, it's just something like, I just can't do it. Uh, not that I can't do it. It's just, I just don't feel comfortable doing it. I don't like, I don't even like taking pictures to be honest. And that's not helping yeah. me trying to do what I'm trying to do regardless. Like, yeah, I man, you got to be an ambassador, dude. I know, right? and I don't even like post pictures of myself or anything. <laughs> so eh, that's okay. Yeah, I think you like the only picture of yourself is like your profile picture. You know that? You know that's actually my profile picture is from um, Odie was at I forgot which round it was the Just Drift round, uh-huh. and that was like he was a uh, it was his Instagram story and he went around he was like walking around and then I just got, I got a screenshot of it. When he walked past me, and that that became that's been my um my profile picture for like two years now. Oh wow, solid. Hey, that's one for consistency, man. Yeah, not changing your profile picture. <laughs> hey man, I'm dedicated. But hey, that could be another episode for someone else too. Like how to how to be that that great ambassador over the you know the internet interwebs and like on videos and stuff like that. And I get it. I know naturally some people aren't like that, but. No, we, I've touched on it a little bit in the past, oh, okay. um, like oh. on the last episode. It's just like, oh, is that right something on. you really want to do? Like, can you do it? Is that something you want to do? You know, it's just something to consider when you're trying to do this. Because if you're that's trying to true. go after like big sponsorships, that's something you're going to have to do. So it's either you're going to have to figure out a way p- to pay for this for yourself, by yourself rather. So you yeah. don't have to do that. But even with uh, Formula Drift, like they make you do um, autograph sessions. You're going to get a whole bunch of random people asking you questions. Dumb mm-hmm. questions, too. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. 
for sure. You know, and that's just a real thing, and you just got to remember that's gonna happen. And I know it's rude to say like, yeah, don't no question is a dumb question, but it's just, you know, you're gonna be like, did you really just ask me that? You're gonna think that to yourself, but you have to answer that question and not yeah. give a shitty facial expression while you do it. That is number one right there. So. Yeah. It's <laughs> you'll you'll instantly lose a customer that way. Yeah, and it, it's that's just something I wanted. But yeah, I also try sure. to want to be like you know people are people and then people are people. Sorry. No, I get drivers are anything. people and they have they get irritated they get you know frustrated they think things are dumb they they get angry you know what I mean it's just you got to hold your how are you gonna um, can you hold your composure you know yeah and that goes beyond. You know, that's, you got to hold your composure in the line, in, in a battle mm-hmm. and you got to hold your composure in real life. And the, like the way people conduct themselves on the internet. Oh yeah. That's always an interesting challenge for some. Yeah. And, and even me, I do it all the time. I'm like, mm. like I'll post something. I was like, Hmm, <laughs> I would not work with you. <laughs> if I, it's just, uh, it's just hard. Uh, yeah, it's definitely eye opening, right? And sometimes it's like. Like, there's people you could tell, like, just be yourself. You'll do fine. And there's people you have to tell, like, hey, do not be yourself. Whatever you do, because you'll bomb. Yeah. Yeah. We can be a little better version. Yeah. Be be a better version of yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I get it for sure. But I think in general, I think everybody that does approach the whole prime drifting or the competition level, I think everybody has it in them. They just got to kind of dig deep and, uh, just, just my observation, at least for the drift league, like walking around, like man, these guys, all a lot of these drivers are really nice people that seem to want to answer questions and stuff, and that's really cool. And I think, uh, yeah, I think in general, I think drifters are really cool dudes, gals, girls, or you know, people. drifters. That's such Drifter. a weird word to say. It is because I, I associate it with like the seventies drifter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some exactly. dude that's just like living the life that everybody wants to live that no one has the balls to because <laughs> they like nice things. Would you like to call them athletes? Because I think that's the other. I think it uh, is, but it yeah, yeah but that's that's also, that's a pretty strong word. What would you if you're is your page public? Is it a uh, business page? <laughs> it says fashion model. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. I just thought it was funny <laughs> that it was an option for me, so I was like. <laughs> Boom. That's what it is. Do you pay attention to your metrics? Oh, no. I put amateur sports team. Um, You know what? I don't because, and I've said in the past, I personally don't, I don't, I'm not doing it to like, for that. Like it's there. I have it, but it's just, I don't pay attention to it. I'm not looking to see who's liking it, who's not liking it. Um, gotcha. So it's kind of hard for me to, uh, to answer that. Like. I wish that Instagram would implement something that says driver or something like that. But I think athlete is a very feasible option for that. I think all of you guys are athletes. There's a lot of mental focus that goes on into this and physical ability. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if not calling you guys drifters, I think calling you guys athletes is a good option. <laughs> yeah. It's just... I- what, can I just get a uh, driver? Like, <sighs> driver, fine. No, no, I Whatever. meant like as an option, like as an oh, option yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. Like, can I just right. be like driver, crash test tummy, something? Crash, yeah, exactly. But no. No. No, I, did, I, I guess I put amateur sports team. 
but I did have it as fashion model for like a good six months. And so I was like, mm, people aren't going to like that. Sometimes it's funny. And I guess sometimes it's just like, oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's like, you never know who's going to look at it. Right. So that's exactly. what I don't want. So at least I was like, eh, I'll be truthful. There you go. There you um, go. Where do you... Uh, Damn. Oh, what do I want to do with the announcing thing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, uh, I guess I got on that tangent about being on camera uh, because Jared does that snap on Greg Garages thing, and I think that's really awesome. So you'd like it to lead uh, to something like that? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Cool. I don't know. Jared's not going anywhere for FD. And not that I want to ever take his job, but hey, if uh, Ryan Sage actually just needs to do more of the. Uh, ownership stuff, stuff or whatever yeah and they need and that that seat is open and hey i would love to be at that level one day but um regardless i think just uh i uh, i think being a part of uh either on camera commentating or just on camera hosted but i always wanted my own like on motor show like i grew up watching was like Stacy David's cars or whatever, like you mm-hmm. know those kinds of shows that are on TNN. In Extreme four by four. Yeah, bro. dude, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like that stuff kind of got me into wanting to work on cars. So I'd like to do that for the next generation. Like, okay. Be that relatable figure, like you know, hey, this is blah blah. blah. Overhauling when it was still good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it was like the last of them. It was. But it was. So yeah, that's where I'd like to lead to. Um, so we'll see, but I just definitely keep pushing. Um, and, well, like my personal motto is quitters never prosper. And it's like a failed clothing brand of mine, but that's <laughs> that what keeps me going every day. <laughs> did you quit? Uh, I, I, I don't want to say I did I, because then it's just, the yeah, irony. yeah, yeah I was going to say that <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in between logos and concepts. Let's just say that in between we'll logos see. and concepts that, that works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do so. you notice anything from the drivers, like uh, anything you see from certain drivers? It does it doesn't don't out anybody. Um, oh, for sure. If there's anything you've ever seen, you're like, huh? You should, probably shouldn't do that. You know. Or you see something that's really um, commendable. Go. There are some drivers out there that do definitely kill it on the social media side of things. That are always pushing content, mm-hmm. um, which is always, I think, killer. Um, I think there are some drivers out there, and I understand that life is always number one, but I think some drivers out there are a little bit more mysterious, and I think they need to post a little bit more, um, even if it's just day-to-day stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, help, help your fan base get to know you a little bit more. Um, you know, take, take the five minutes out of the day to maybe construct a post, uh, at least, you know, if not once a day, maybe twice, three times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some drivers out there, and I don't want to name names, but I think they definitely need to post more. And then some of the drivers out there do an excellent job of um, creating, yeah, creating content. Like anybody that has an IGTV channel, I think they're doing a great job. They're they're definitely pushing continuous content out, and that's what. Hey, anything that you put out, if if I was a company sponsoring you, I mean that's that's shareable content, and any shareable content is good content in my eyes. Okay. So, yeah, I think uh, for drivers out there, I, a lot of the Drift League guys are doing an excellent job. 
Uh, I don't really pay attention much to the just drift drivers, um, but I'm sure those guys, they do a killer job as well. But uh, as far as the negatively, I don't think anybody that I've observed is doing anything negative. I just think everybody can benefit from uh, posting a little bit more. Being more proactive on social media. Yeah, a little bit more proactive on social media. But um, but I think I like how everybody handles and carries themselves. I like how, you know, when we get all get together at the end for the, uh, the uh, when we announce the winners on all the three cars, the top three. Yeah, the podium. You know, at the podium ceremony, man, like they come out of the car, they're scoped. They're, it's like winning an FD round or something like that. You know, it's so cool to see people that excited like the fans too oh my gosh like you know yeah it might not look like it's a sea of people but like Mm -hmm. especially this last round when it was in the rain and you had before we they even moved everybody underneath the bleachers where it was still raining like people were willing to stand out there in the rain for this podium ceremony that's super rad you know for just a pro-am drift event like i don't know i think uh i think this series has a potential of having really good uh, an amazing fan base and um yeah, I think the drivers owe it to the fans to, you know, kind of push their programs on them and, uh, and, and and that'll help them grow. Yeah. Definitely. I, I don't see it. I see, well, obviously, like, the Drift League and Moto IQ pushes it. Um, but you think, like, other people would be pushing it a little more. Um, like yeah. Irwindale, if you see Irwindale pushing it. Uh, yeah, Irwindale pushes it. Um, I, I think... I, I, I don't follow too many of the spo- the companies that do sponsor or partner with your fleet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't really follow any of them. So I'm not sure if they're doing a good job of, of pushing it or, you know, at least posting about it. Yeah. I know a competitor clutch brand of ours is now a partner and uh, they'll be out there. So uh, it's kind of cool that Moto IQ is starting to reach out to, I guess, more companies to get them on board yeah, it, you're right. In turn, that should create more uh, awareness for the Drift League. Yeah, shareable content. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To say they're a part of something and hopefully create a bigger fan base. Yeah, if you, I mean, I believe uh, like Irwindale, like they have like their uh, Night of Destruction. Yes. And yes, that seems do. to be seems to do that, pretty well. That sells out, believe it or not. Yeah, I know. Like, that's, 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 what I was like, yeah. Some like that's my, awesome. some. My son's friend's dad was like, do you guys want to go to Night of Destruction? And I was like, oh, we don't like the races. And then I walked away because. Uh, oh, come on. You want to watch Randy Round? Oh, no, no. I love oh. watching that oh, okay. stuff. It's just hanging out with people is hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to learn how to bleed my own brakes just to make sure I didn't have to have nobody over. Um, Smart. Smart, man. But, I get it. Yeah. No, uh. But yeah, you're. Uh, I think yeah, Night of Destruction does do a good job of promoting themselves, and I think they, they've had, I believe, demos with some of our drivers. Like Rathina, I think, has done something. So if they continue to do that, I think that'll help. Yeah, and, I think so too. Uh, if, if they can keep doing it, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think we're we all should be thankful that Irwindale still exists, right? Like, oh, I know, right? It was in limbo, so this is an amazing opportunity for everybody that competes. And, and if it goes away, where the hell's the drift league gonna go? <sighs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I I don't want to think about it. I, if I remember correctly, because I was there that night. I was drag racing that night that they announced a five-year deal. And then I took that to social media and um, posted it there. 
So I like to think that McLeod Tears Series broke the news <laughs> that night because literally after I made a pass, they stopped everything. And I thought I broke my car, oiled down or something like that. Cause oh, it was, really? It, it was, was no right set. after your pass? Dude, right after my pass. I, I couldn't believe like everything was stopped. I'm like, I have oil pressure. I didn't oil down the track. My car made it down the track. Like, why is everything stopped? Yeah. And I get out of the car and my buddy's like, dude, did you freaking hear that? Did you freaking hear that? Five more years. I'm like, no way. I'm like so stoked that they made the announcement after my run. So then I get on the <laughs> Tanner Series Instagram and then I make a story. And it was cool because I see like some pro drivers actually watched it. So I'm like, all right, cool. I think we broke the news. Because I see like Donut Media watch the story. And they don't even follow us. Chris Forsberg watched the story. He doesn't follow us. You know? Yeah. So I'm like, huh. I think we did a good job. Oh, breaking nice. the news. So, uh, yeah. So is that something you really pay attention to? Like, who's watching your stories? Who's liking your posts? Oh, dude, 100 freaking percent. Even on my personal page. And my personal page isn't a business page. But I, I am a nerd when it comes to algorithms, uh, stuff, people. Yeah, like all that. All reach, saves, things like that. Because it makes you think, why did they save this? Is it A, to talk crap? Hopefully not. Or is it A, or is it B, to share and maybe hey check this product out or check this company out what do they have to offer you know sharing it to a buddy of theirs or something yeah you know what i've done is uh saved it by accident because i scrolling through with my right hand (laughs) yeah there's always that i'm guilty of doing the same but uh i hope that it's not that yeah but yeah yeah uh, it's uh, possibly but i think for for drivers i think majority of people do pay attention to that stuff that's good because uh, that that's also the, something that you have in your back pocket for negotiating deals, like that extra information when you're when you're talking about your reach, uh-huh. you know. Um, and in general, I don't know. Maybe it's just the Asian in me that uh, <laughs> pays attention to that algorithm thing. <laughs> also, for my my five dollar or no my um, my novice social media advice is if someone comments on your post. As a driver, I would comment back because it bumps you up. And I think everybody knows that, but I think... What, what do you mean? How does it bump you? What do you... So, like, you know, say Gerald posts something, or Drifting Program posts something, and I see, like, people will post a comment, or not, not, not singling you out, but in general. If someone posts something and people are posting comments, like, say you get five comments, and all this person does is just like the reply or the comment, that doesn't do anything. But if you reply back with something anything even just an emoji it basically it's like the old forums when you post something it bumps the thread up oh so when you're posting yeah when you're posting something and you comment back i don't know if you ever noticed but if you've commented back on something that you just that you posted uh if someone if you commented back on a comment you'll you'll get like maybe a couple more likes just immediately almost immediately after because it bumps you bumps that post to the top of the newsfeed of your followers. So that is creating engaging content, I feel. Huh. I, in a sense, maybe not, but I, at least it bumps you back up. So, yeah. I didn't I, know that. I, okay. I, that's one thing, I guess. That's that's my pet peeve. If, if, if I see a driver post something and they don't comment back and they just like the posts that's me. or the comments, <laughs> no, don't do it. Unfortunately, I no, but uh, I I don't comment back to everyone, but I you know I do comment back well, to some people. 
if you comment back to some people, then that should keep bumping it up. But I would just do my best to comment to all of them. Even just the thumbs up, the little pound thing. Uh, I noticed like Nate Hamilton does an amazing job of that. And I know he's coming back. He's trying to come back to the pro one ranks. And he's he's kind of, he's like fighting back from almost like being a grassroots guy, you know, having his own tour right now. Yeah. Uh, but he's doing a great job of that on social media, you know, continuously huh. interacting with his fans just by commenting back even the littlest thing. And it, his posts are always like bumping to the top of my feeds. So it's just one of the things that I've noticed myself personally. And as a, as an outsider to some or following some of the drivers, I noticed that that's typically what happens. Huh. So, okay. Good to know. I'm going to have to uh, try that and see if I get any more engagement. Yeah. Do it. But do it. Do you, do you notice like a lot of influx with followers and going up and down? Uh, yeah, but I have like a lot of bot followers. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, it sucks. But, yeah. Like, like, you know, like I see people who will like, they'll barely reach number 500 followers or something like that or a thousand, whatever, you know. And they'll be like, wow, thanks for, you know, thanks for a thousand followers. So you'll go click their page and somebody's already unfollowed them. Yeah, right. It's weird. I don't get it. And like it's, I have this one, there's this other local time attack or uh, sanctioning body or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they have this weird habit of following me and unfollowing me. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I it, thought it, it was a, I think it's a bot. Is it really? Yeah, I think people have bots like, um, there's this girl that I think she's from Russia, Kate Drift or Kate Drifts, and her page okay. would follow and then unfollow me all the time. Mm. And I'd be like, oh, that's, that's weird. Okay, then you might be onto something. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then someone had, else had mentioned I had talked to um, somebody who runs like a like a business type page in the in the community, and they were telling me how um, you know that. They have they can select like which people to not unfollow, but you know they basically have a bot that's on their um, running their page for them, so it's constantly following people and then unfollowing them. So basically, like when the or I know that, and then I've met another person, actually the guy who runs um, the E forty sixers page. Oh, okay. When he said when he first started, he would go follow people. He'd wait for the follow back and then unfollow them. Really? I was like, wow, you have that kind of time, huh? Um, Dude, that's... <laughs> yeah, that's a... Some people do it. I'm just I was like, damn. I, I always right. just thought if you were just creating really good content that you wouldn't have to do that. Like Micah Diaz, I, I don't think he's ever done that, that I know of. He creates really good content and a whole bunch of people follow him. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's killing it on the, on the social media. Aspect, yeah, and he just won sure. last weekend, too. I saw that. Congrats so, to him. Very much That's so. That's pretty Congrats. awesome, actually. I was like, damn, man. And I think he almost wins the the, the best cheering section at the Drift League, right? The uh, guy's got his, uh, Mike Diaz's uh, fan base at the Drift League. Doesn't he have, like, the loudest uh, cheering crew? <laughs> he could. Uh, I think I remember he did that. There was, like, a time where he, a lot of people came to support him. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. uh, they Goals. Were, they got loud. I was like, "Damn." Yeah, that's good stuff. But uh, yeah, dude. Anything else you want to touch on, man? 
Uh, that you can think of? Thinking, thinking, thinking. Hey, thanks for the opportunity to be on this show, man. Thank you for coming on. I wanted to, I mostly want to talk to you about the whole sponsorship deal. And uh, so I'm glad you came. Yeah, hopefully it helps out or at least maybe gives some people some ideas or something. I mean, hey, just so they know, like I, like we talked about earlier, I'm, I'm on the receiving end of these things. So I'm just, you know, trying to give some feedback, some, uh, was it constructive criticisms to yeah. help everybody out? Yeah, know? no, definitely. I'd love to see the, the and, sport grow. And, and I'm trying to get grow. like um, everyone's kind of uh, point of view from it because I'm going to have RJ on again. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. And because, you know, I just thought having RJ on would be good to talk about it as well because not only is he seeking sponsorship, he's also someone who provides a sponsorship slash partnership, stuff like that. Right. So yeah. I thought, you know, but you know what he say, what he's gonna have to say may be completely different from what you just said. Right. But I want people but, to hey. just have that information and just kind of like work it out from there. For sure. Take it. You know, take take what you can out of every, what everybody says and, and and manipulate it as your own and make it happen for yourself. Exactly. That's awesome. So that's the plan. Hopefully, he. Well, I actually can probably guarantee he'll have good input. And then I kind of want to get somebody, maybe have somebody like a, a driver with like a lot of sponsors to talk yeah. about maybe what they're doing. Um, not asking for like specifics, but you know, cause I don't want them to like be giving their secret away. Cause it, it is something. Cause once you do finally figure it out, I'm pretty sure it becomes maybe a little bit easier to get sponsorships. Um, yeah. Once you figure out how to do it correctly. So, but no yeah. one wants to give that information out <laughs> and I don't right. blame them because I'm pretty sure right. when you, you know, it take, takes you so long or you work so hard to figure it out. Um, you know, you can't just yeah, like, give that information away. That's it's valuable. True. Yeah. And every company has so much budget per year. Right. So mm-hmm. for sure. That makes right. sense. Um, yeah, man. Uh, well, I hope everybody that listened got something out of it and i enjoyed talking to you thank you but, uh, and where can sure. people find you sir uh yeah speaking of instagram follow me <laughs> just kidding i'm not i've never wanted to do that but uh at jotron underscore 3030 i'm a big hip-hop fan so it's play off of deltron 3030 so yeah no idea who you just said what are you not a hip-hop fan Mm, doesn't sound like it. <laughs> I I well, was a little bit like uh, I'm into all types of music. I'll listen to literally anything except doesn't for sound any, like it except for <laughs> Spanish music. I can't handle it. Ah, uh, come on! Bro. I don't speak Spanish. I don't know what they're saying. I don't get into it. Por qué no te hablas? Yeah. So I listen right. to a lot of country right now. I don't know why. Hey, dude. I'm on that country boat too, but <laughs> so, do yourself a favor. Listen to some Deltron. Listen to some Hyro. Listen to something, man. Come on. I'll, I'll look him up. It's good garage music. I'll, I'll, That's mine. I'll tell uh, Alexa to play some of that. There you go. Good stuff. We'll see what she says. But yeah, everybody at Jotron th- underscore 3030. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool. Come out to the Drift League round number two, June 2nd. First. I thought it was First? June 2nd, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank God. All right. Appreciate you. Yeah. Come out to that. And uh, cheer on my boy, Gerald, right here, man. 
Make his debut. If if I make it. And he will make it. We'll see. <laughs> there is we'll no see. doubt. But, but uh, hopefully see you Friday. Hopefully. So get that taken care of. Yeah, I think I'm going to call out and let them be upset about it at work later. We're a little behind on our project. Ah. So, but, all right, man. Hey, thank you again for coming on. Um, Absolutely. I will talk to you on Friday probably then. All right, man. All right. Sounds good. You have a all good right, one, everybody. Dude. Take care. Yeah, you all too. Right. Thanks. Bye.